there's this cultural boom in Africa, you know, music, text, films, focusing on the environment. We've not paid attention to them. Hello and welcome to The Common Room, a series of conversations between members of the Yale English Department. I'm Steph Newell. Today I'm talking to Professor Kajitan Eheka, who teaches African and Caribbean literatures, eco-criticism, eco-media and world literature in the English Department here at Yale. Kajitan's first book, Naturalising Africa, Ecological Violence, Agency and Post-Colonial Resistance in African Literature, won two major prizes, the 2019 Eco-Criticism Book Award of the Association for the Study of Literature and the Environment, and also the 2020 African Literature Association First Book Prize. His second book, African Eco-Media, Network Forms, Planetary Politics, is due for publication later this year with Duke University Press, and it promises to be just as innovative and transformational as his first. Well, welcome to the show, Kajitan. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell me a bit about your background? I was born and I grew up in Nigeria, in Lagos, the craziest city in the world, most likely. City of 20 million people in this tiny space, so traffic every day, every time. I did my primary and secondary school, you know, middle and high school in Lagos, Nigeria. But when it came time for college, my dad insisted, because Lagos is supposed to be Yoruba land, so my dad insisted you have to go back to the east, to Igbo land, where my parents are from, to get education, but also to be able to speak Igbo better, so that you know we're not just speaking Yoruba and English. So the politics of language really was really formative for me growing up. So I went to college in the east at Imo State University, where I graduated in 2007. I remember, you know, coming to the end of my studies there. My hope then was to graduate, get a master's and PhD locally, and you know, also get a job at the same institution as a professor and then start teaching. Because somehow in my second year, my professors were saying, you know, you're good at this. We think you, you can have an academic career. And it was it wasn't a hard sell for me because my parents didn't go to college. I went to college not knowing what I wanted to do. So it was easy to just say, okay, let's see what we academia leads us. And then, you know, until my senior year when I met a professor who had come to the university as a Fulbright scholar, a Nigerian American from Wisconsin, he told me about opportunities to study abroad. I laughed, like, I can't afford it. And he told me about scholarships. And well, to cut the story short, you know, I applied and got into Central Michigan University where I got my master's. And then because of Kenneth Haro, who is a big Africanist, I went to Michigan State where I got my PhD. And uh, the rest is history, really. <laughs> as say. So, so then coming to Yale, can you tell us what a typical working day looks like for you? A typical working day here is, you know, wake up in the morning, you know, between six and seven. And now during the school year, you know, try to get my older kid. I have two boys, get the older kid out of the door, get him to school before the pandemic, three times a week. After that, I'll go to the gym after dropping him off. But now it's really been doing it at home. And then, you know, I get to my desk and I've finished freshening up after the exercise. Get to my desk and some days are reading days, some days are writing days, and some days are just service days when I do reviews for journals and books. So, but basically, it's basically work from between 9, 10 till around, normally around 1 p.m. when I take lunch. And that's also 6, 7 p.m. in Nigeria. So that's the time when I call my family members and, you know, check in and see how they're doing. And then I get back to work for a little bit before 3 p.m. when I have to go pick up my son. And then, you know, then we come back and the evening is spending time with with the family and helping out with chores in the house. 
until around 9 p.m. when everybody goes to bed. At least the little ones go to bed. And then normally Monday to Thursday, I would take an hour to go back to work and finish up a few things before heading to bed. Weekends, it's my time to chill and go to Netflix and see what's 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 happening there and then you know, just spend an hour or two before going to bed. Now I can't resist asking you to tell us a little bit more about your new book, African Eco Media, and what changes when you put Africa at the center of research into the environmental humanities? That's a good question, which is really at the heart of, of the book. So this is a book that started its life when I was a graduate student writing a dissertation that led to my first book. And I was working on an advisor who works a lot, started with literature and moved to film. And he was pushing me to do, you know, bring in some visual culture into the into the dissertation. But the more I tried to, it just work, wasn't working out. And I decided it was going to be a new project. So when I came to it, what was interesting for me was the fact that, you know, in media studies, you know, there's this big conversation about infrastructure. And I thought that, you know, this notion of materiality, you know, of media, you know, that Africa has to be at the center of it because the composition of media, you know, in the Kotan, for example, you know, these are things mined in Africa, oil that powers really media devices and everything else is drilled in, in places like Nigeria. And, you know, there's a sense in which media, you know, of course, the young people in Africa, they are media users, but also the fact that some of them, some of the ones we've used, even in the West, come back to the continent. So I thought that Africa offers the place to think about materiality in, in infrastructure and media studies. And for the environmental humanities, you know, which has really taken off in the past um, two decades, there's this big focus on literature, you know, there's this cultural, I would say cultural boom in, in Africa, you know, music, fashion, photography, film, and in the past one or two decades. And part of it, part of what these people are producing are texts, works, films, focusing on the environment. So those of us studying eco-criticism, we've not paid attention to them. So the book is a way to think about materiality for media studies, but also a way to ground this, you know, interesting, fascinating cultural object coming out from Africa in media studies and environmental humanities. And just on that topic of music and film and art, et cetera, I wonder yeah. if you've, have you got a favorite piece of writing or music or art and can you tell us what it is and why it's your favorite? I will be very present with my, with my answer. You know, like many people, you know, I've been struck by this song, um, Jerusalem, which came out of South Africa during the pandemic by Master Keiji. But particularly, more recently, the remix that was done with the Nigerian musician Bonaboy, B-U-R-N-A-B-O-Y, is someone I recommend so much. So his remix of the song Jerusalem with uh, Master KG, and it's something that gives me life, you know, these days. The text itself, it's grounding. It's grounding in an African language. It's amazing. This its message of hope, of home, of hope amidst the pandemic has been great. But also the way it's been taken up, the way it's been taken up in across the world, the way it's brought people together, you know. So I've really been I've really been struck by this. So yeah, if you haven't met Jerusalem, I say please do and you know anything by Bona Boy, it's beautiful, please. Well, many thanks, Kajitana Heka, for talking to us today. Of course, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the common room. Our producer is Robert Scaramuccia, class of 19, and our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You also heard Jerusalem by Master KG, featuring Burner Boy and Nom Sibol. <laughs>